Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Unlimited. Today, we are talking about the number one relationship that you have in your life, the one that influences all other relationships that you have, be it with other people, with situations, with resources, with everything. It influences all of them. Can you guess what that relationship is? Pretty sure you already got it. It's the one with you. And it's also influenced by all of those other things. I think it's really important to emphasize that, and we're going to come back to that in a minute, but we don't exist in isolation of everything else in our life. So it's important to remember that. It's also important to remember that no one else's life looks like ours. A lot of times we make assumptions because, again, brains like patterns. And so we make assumptions based on those patterns that we experience, that other people experience the same things. It's really important that we bring to the forefront of our mind into the part that uses more energy that what we experience is not the same as everyone else. It's important that we do this because it has a huge impact on how we show up for other people and whether we make assumptions that are harmful or whether we can show up in ways that are actually supportive for other people because we influence each other. But our ability to do that, to show up for other people, is based in our own connection with ourself and our ability to be resilient within ourselves. So we have to start there, obviously. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, I figured let's look at all of those things that influence how we show up. While I am not a mental health practitioner, I am someone that supports people who are doing self-work and who usually have already done work with a mental health practitioner or probably a therapist or group support or some sort of support to process where they're at and are now looking for steps to take action forward and to create more in their life than they currently have. So like now where I'm at is is pretty good, but I want I want more. I want to do more in the world. I want to have a greater impact and help people more. Typically, the people who I work with are people who really care a lot and want to make an impact that is helpful to other people. But they recognize that work needs to be done. Something is happening internally (laughs) that needs to be addressed in order to do that work beyond themselves. So, Taking a look at that, well, what what are those things? What does that look like? So that's what this episode is going to be focused on is some of the obstacles to our relationship with ourself and developing awareness, some key exercises or practices that can help you grow your awareness to be able to show up in a more effective way towards the goals that you have, both in terms of a positive impact in the world, as well as an enjoyment in your own life. And from that awareness, then what actions can you take? Because a lot of times we get 
insights and ideas. You read books, you talk to people, you get these ideas and you think, okay, well, I've reframed that or I've got this affirmation or I know this to be true, but I'm not doing it. What's going on there? Well, we're going to talk about like taking that into an action space to actually create some different dynamics in your life. Because just thinking about it ain't going to change it. So so we need to take action. So we're going to look at those three components and then tacked onto that is support and what it looks like to get support, the people that you might want to make sure that you have or intentionally have in your life to help you do these things. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey there, I'm Valerie Friedlander, Certified Life Business Alignment Coach, and this is Unlimited. This podcast bridges the individual and the societal, scientific and spiritual, positive and negative, nerdy and no, there's just a lot of nerdy. (laughs) Come on board and let's unlock a life that's as badass as you are. When it comes to a relationship with yourself, there are three core things that I'm looking at, and there may be more. And I I wanna say before I really dig in here that if you have thoughts on this, or if there is something that you're like, Val, you missed this, (laughs) or would you please explain this further or look at this, please reach out and let me know. Feel free to email me or DM me on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what your thoughts are because I love to hear from you and it always helps me generate better content for you. That ties into the first obstacle, (laughs) which I have identified as toxic individualism, which is essentially the idea that We are supposed to be able to do everything on our own and not need help. That strength is being an individual and doing it all, all by self, as my sister used to say when she was little. I do it by self. There is absolutely a benefit to doing things for yourself, you know, to having the accomplishments to be able to go, oh, look, I did this and I I did this on my own and I accomplished this. And there's like this evidence to support your ability. Okay. So that can be helpful. But what we've created in this society is this idea that we're supposed to be able to stand alone right? That we don't need other people. And if you need other people, somehow that's a sign of weakness, which is absolutely ridiculous because we are social creatures, which means that we take cues off of other people. Everything we do is in relation to other people and dynamics with other people. So, The idea that we should be able to do things without others is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I I can't, I can't even say that enough times. It's absolutely ridiculous. So what that does though is that we stop asking. We stop asking people about what's going on for them. We think we're just supposed to know. And so we make assumptions that other people should know things or that other people are like us or have experiences like us, instead of asking, instead of listening, we've learned to turn off our ears and 
just think that we should just know it. And also that other people are going to naturally know. One of the things I come across is that idea that, well, if they really cared, they would know me well enough to do the thing that I would do if I were them. That's just not accurate (laughs) because no one else is in your head. No one else has your lived experience. No one else is is you, basically. So no one is going to do what you would do. Now, there may be some people who think about things the same way or look through a similar lens, but even family members aren't necessarily going to think about things the same way that you do. So this idea that we are supposed to be able to do things on our own, or, you know, if people really cared, then they would do things the way that we expect them to, or that what I think is helpful, you're going to think is helpful, is absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) How many times am I going to say that in this episode? I don't know. But Basically, it's one of the big obstacles that we have to developing a relationship with ourselves because it inhibits our ability to really learn about other people and thus about ourselves in relation to other people because we're stuck in this box of our own thoughts, like just spinning in whatever the committee in our own head thinks, instead of actually getting real information, instead of saying, hey, I don't know this what do you think? Or I could use some help even. This idea that we shouldn't have to ask for help or we shouldn't have to ask really holds us back. And then on top of that is the comparisonitis, which I often call like this ladder mentality, this idea that either I'm above you or you're below me. And So what I'll see is a lot of people who care about helping other people feel much more comfortable with people that they see as below them, not intentionally, not because they're like lesser than, but because of this judgment that creates this framework that if someone's above them, then they can't be helpful to them. That if someone is above them, then they are somehow less than that person, which is based in lots of assumptions about your worth intrinsically and their worth intrinsically and as well as their life experience, their knowledge. Like there's just, there's so many assumptions that go into that latter mentality that harm relationships and harm relationships with yourself because you're always looking to other people to tell you whether you're good enough. So if we can take it out of that space and go, okay, well, what if you were good enough no matter what. And I do want to step back for a second here and and recognize that any of those thoughts that we often label as like imposter syndrome or, you know, just that the inner critic message that happens, it's from something. It's usually developed from some sort of dynamic that happened with other people that got interpreted as that you're not good enough. And so the inner critic message is like a guard dog. It's designed to protect you from being hurt. And the idea of imposter syndrome, well, it's very problematic. And I, I talked about this in a previous episode, but it's it's based in this idea that you think that you don't belong. And there are a lot of real instances where people are told 
through various ways, whether directly or indirectly, that they don't belong. Because we do have a hierarchical structure that we've built into our society that has this hierarchy of privilege and supremacy that allow certain people to have less obstacles than other people, give a leg up. Now, the way privilege is designed, we don't see our own privilege unless we're intentionally looking for it because it's a lack of obstacles. We notice the obstacles because, again, our brain is wired to notice the pain or the danger to keep us safe, to help us survive. That's the survival brain. Instead of these systems that were built to give you a benefit. And there, there's a lot in there. I'm not going to go too far into it. But just to recognize that we live in a society that has that mentality, that has that baked into the system. So if you have this sense that you don't belong, there's a good chance that you've been told that, <laughs> that you have taken that information in because it was meant for you to take it in. Now, does that mean that you need to own it? No. No. And that's going to be an inner work. Does that mean that we need to work on the systems that create that and perpetuate that? Yes. They're two different structures. So as I mentioned, I work in the individual. So I'm going to focus on empowering yourself. But I really think it's important that we remember that the systems are there. So there's a reason why these dynamics exist. And it's not just, you made it up in your head. There are aspects that we make up in our head that we build onto that then influence what we do. But again, we don't exist in isolation of the society that we live in and of the people that are in our lives. So there are reasons why we have the beliefs that we have. And the trick then is to pull out those beliefs and look at them and engage them because that's where the self-empowerment comes in. And that's what allows us to more effectively engage the systems that exist to shift them to be more beneficial and equitable for people. So comparisonitis is something that we pick up from the world around us. All right, where do I exist in relation to this other person on the, the ladder of whatever we're doing, whether it's in a company or in business or as an influencer or as a mom or whatever it is, right? So taking it out of that ladder and going, okay, who am I? If I knew that I was intrinsically valuable, what would I do? If I knew that they could be intrinsically valuable and I can also be intrinsically valuable, and we can also exist within these systems and structures so that there are benefits and detriments that are present. Like, what action can I take in relation? Um, when we've internalized that I am lesser than, then it's hard to speak up. It's hard to engage. If we only feel comfortable helping people, not asking for help, or that only people who are at a certain level in relation to us 
are people that we can be beneficial to, then we run into problems. I've talked about this before of like, you know, even even with coaching, like there may be things that I've talked about, like I'll have talked about it on this podcast, I've given tips and tools and I know this stuff, but yet I still need to hear it. It still helps me when I listen to somebody else talk about it. I'm like, yes, oh, I needed to hear that. It doesn't matter where I'm at in relation to them in terms of of business or work or whatever. Sometimes I need that support. Just as when going to a 12-step meeting, newcomers can offer just as much value as old-timers because of a different perspective, right? Like it's it's not really about anything else but the ability for me to listen and be present and recognize that everyone brings value to the table. And so the more diversity of experience, whatever that is, <laughs> the more value and information and growth is possible. Okay. So, all right, how do we take this to an awareness part for ourselves so that then you can utilize the value that's present instead of getting caught up in these comparisons and assumptions and this need to be individual instead of recognize that we're we're community and that all dynamics of the supporting one another is is valuable is important we all contribute so awareness notice the i am stories that you tell yourself i actually would even recommend keeping a notebook because there may be some i am stories that you are saying that you don't even realize that you're saying so things like oh i'm just lazy i'm an introvert I'm just not a morning person. I'm not organized. I'm a perfectionist. I mean, I could go on, but you, I think you get the idea. If you don't, I'm happy to like give you more. But being able to identify what are the stories that you are telling yourself and bring those to a conscious space to engage. So when you list out those I am statements, you notice them, then you can go, how is this story serving me? What is this story doing in my life? What is it perpetuating in my life? This is actually one of the places where people run into difficulty when it comes to achieving goals, like the thought that, well, if I just accomplish this, then I'll be this other person. I'll be an expert. I will be able to speak up for myself or I'll be able to be recognized and whatever in this space. There's aspects of truth to that, but remember that wherever you go, there you are. So if you have a once this, then I'll be, oftentimes people chase goals because they achieve the goal, but they're still the person that they were. They're still the same person. And so then they're like, oh, well, I must have to do something else. So It's very much based in those stories that you tell yourself, unless it's consciously engaged and going, okay, this is the story. I don't want to tell this story anymore. I want to tell this story. What do I need to do to start affirming this other story? Then 
you don't you don't take the action. So we need to tie this thought of like, all right, here's this story. I am a perfectionist. That may create dynamics where you have trouble completing things or it takes you a lot longer or you spend a lot more energy around it or you doubt yourself a lot, whatever it is. So if you want to let that go, well, what do you want to believe? So perhaps it's instead of I am a perfectionist, it's I want to believe that I care about quality. So maybe there's a value in there. Maybe it's that you care about quality. Okay, so the story is I'm a perfectionist. What the truth is, is that I really care about quality. So what could I do to ensure quality? And so maybe it's that you have somebody who will check it out for you, or maybe it's knowing that, hey, if I find out that there's something that isn't working about this, then I know that I will take in that information and improve what I have so that everything is a draft that is improvable instead of this one thing has to be right. Because what is quality? Well, sometimes, you know, it's, it evolves. We get new information and we realize that, well, that, that wasn't perfect. Maybe this is a perfect draft instead of a perfect, that's it. Right. So it's just, it allows us to have different ways of thinking about things. So notice those I am stories and, and engage them. Similarly to that, a judgments list can be helpful in acknowledging how are you judging things as good or bad? When we have judgments, we put on blinders and it limits the options that we have available to us. So Instead of having these blinders on and going, okay, this is, it's either good or it's bad. This is good. This is bad. No matter what we see in other people, somehow it resonates with something that we have the potential for in ourselves. You may have heard the idea that what annoys you most about somebody else is something that reflects something in you or the way that you do something. I know this is true. Oftentimes in my life, it may not be something that I'm actually doing, but it's certainly something that maybe I have done or that I have experienced or something. So I have this judgment about it. The same thing goes for the things that you like in other people, the things that you admire in other people. That was actually a big aha for one of the attendees of my life visioning workshop uh, this past Friday was around, oh, yeah, you know what? The things that I admire in other people are actually things that I think are pretty awesome in myself, but we don't give space to acknowledge that and give credit to ourselves around it. So it's really important to take that time to go, okay, what are the judgments that I have and how am I relating to them? And what do I want to do with that information? Related is visioning. And when people think of visioning, again, we go back to that like goal setting of like this thing that will happen. And once this, once I manifest this thing or do this thing, then, then I'll be this person. I, I take a different approach, as you've probably heard if you've listened to other episodes of who do you want to be? What difference do you want to make in the world? How do you want to show up? So when you look at that, when you look at like, where does it radiate from, i.e. that relationship that you have with yourself? then you're looking at not just where you want to go, but how do you want to grow? So when you encounter things in life, 
that maybe don't go as planned. Change happens. Change is naturally uncomfortable because it means new things. New things are uncomfortable, which means you're stepping out of your comfort zone, which means that that may not fit within your ideal version of what you feel like. Like, oh, I want to feel happy. Well, happy, content, calm, peaceful. As Susan David describes in her TED Talk, The Gift and Power of Emotional Courage, those are dead people's goals, right? (laughs) Like they're not reasonable for actually living because again, change is uncomfortable, but we need to change. We need to grow. So what does that look like? How do you show up to that? And that's another important part of visioning is what helps you, what supports you? How do you nurture yourself as you grow and lean into that to create that resiliency so that you can take in new information that maybe tells you, oh, I'm I'm not showing up the way I want to. That doesn't make you a bad person. That makes you somebody who is growing. And what does it look like to show up to that, right? As you learn things about yourself and about the world around you and your relationship within that, there may be uncomfortable things to face that allow you to grow, that allow you to contribute in a more beneficial way. And again, that takes resiliency. So how do you show up to those uncomfortable things to be able to change and be a different person than the way you've seen yourself? So again, going back to those I am statements, if you have an I am statement, that's what's comfortable for you. That's what you're used to. That's what your brain tends to bucket. It looks for evidence to prove that that I am statement is right. And it's not doing it consciously. It's doing it in the background proving itself right. So what you need to do is take that into the conscious space and then say, okay, I'm going to consciously do something different. That's going to feel uncomfortable. That's just part of it. So how do you show up to that? Because that opens you up. There's a vulnerability in there, right? Putting yourself out there in a new way and what's going to happen and your inner critic is probably going to go crazy and all of the stuff around comparisonitis and assumptions and like all that stuff is going to jump out and be like, don't do the thing. (laughs) Like that's not you. That's not true. And try and bring you back to what you've always believed. But if that's not serving you, it's not serving what you want to do in the world and the impact that you want to have because you're listening to other people and you're taking in information and you're going, oh, there's an incongruency here. That doesn't feel good. I, instead of going, oh, I need to make it okay and keep being who I've been, you want to be able to grow and go, okay, what do I do differently? That means that resiliency needs to be present. So What actions do you take? This is all rooted in action. (laughs) If you didn't notice, it really comes down to those I am stories to shift them, to engage judgments, to create a vision takes what is one step that I can take. Now, a lot of times we make way too big of a step, right? Like we're like, well, I can't get there. And then we feel overwhelmed. We feel defeated and stop or, you know, like, I don't know which action is the right action and I took a wrong action because it felt yucky and therefore I don't want to do that again so I won't do anything. And that's not helpful either because that's not going to teach you something new. So then it's going to, okay, 
Well, if we could step back and write down what are three adjectives for how you want to feel, three things that are important to you, take a look at those values. What are your values? What is important to you about like what impact you want to have in the world? And if you were living in that, if you were honoring those values, if you were living in that purpose, in that impact, how would you feel? And then what are three things that you could do to support it? Now, and I don't mean like three huge things, but like three small things, three things that you could do this week. And if that feels overwhelming, pick one, one small thing that you could do this week. Maybe it's just having a conversation with somebody. Maybe it's watching a video. Maybe it's writing a letter. Maybe it's taking a look at your finances, going back to like those conversations about about finances. It's like if you're finding yourself avoiding that, if you're like, the story is I'm bad with money, well, then you're going to avoid dealing with the money. So you want to change that, say, money is a tool that I am learning to use wisely. <laughs> like that's a switch. If I believed that, then I would feel open, right? Then I would feel curious. Then I would look at the bank statement and actually choose a budget or look at the bank statement and ask somebody for help. Then you would know, okay, I'm going to take the action that aligns with that. And it can help when you're trying to create the a reasonable step is like, what are three things that get in the way of taking that step? And what are ideas for each one of what you could do about it? So maybe it's, I look at it and my eyes go crossed because I have no idea what I'm looking at then asking for help would be a reasonable thing to do. Or watching a video to teach you about what the statement is saying or, you know, whatever it is. So then what's the thing, what's the thing to do to engage that obstacle, whether it's an inner one or whether it's an outer one, like what's one thing you could do? Keep it simple. And then finally, that moves us to the idea of support. So what support do you have in your life? And we all need multiple levels of support. So we can have people who mentor us, who have been in similar places to us that can give us their experience, strength, and hope. And I often will recommend when it comes to someone, making sure that you are talking to someone who has either done exactly what you've done, but also that recognizes that everybody's different and can share what their experience has been, recognizing that it might be different for you. Because as I said, we all have different experiences. We are not all the same. We don't come with the same baggage. We don't come with the same obstacles. We don't come with the same experiences or the same gifts. Like everyone is unique. So having someone who can support you, who has done work that you want to do, whether it's personally or professionally, who can listen and offer some ideas and guidance, but isn't going to be like, well, this is what you should do. And certainly not like what's wrong with you that you didn't do it because <laughs> that's not helpful. Um, another person is the, the cheerleaders, the people who are like, you can do this, like no matter what. They're like the the yes people, the people in your life, like, yes, you've got this. They're going to tell you how awesome you are. They're going to they're gonna comfort you when something goes wrong. They're going to be like, it's okay. You know, you're, you're still awesome. I still love you. You know, those 
unconditional love support people. And then it's helpful to have people who challenge you, who aren't mean about it, obviously. Like you want them to be the supportive people who are like, yeah, I, I, I see that. And um, yeah, you could do something differently. Or maybe maybe that wasn't such a great thing. What could you do differently? So helping you move forward. So acknowledging what's going on and and then challenging you to do something more and and pushing you into spaces. Incur- I don't even necessarily say pushing, like encouraging you into a space that will help you grow. So a lot of times if we are surrounded by yes people, then we may stay where we are because they're just going to be telling us that we're awesome no matter what and we won't need to grow or do anything different. They're not going to acknowledge that growth needs to happen or they're only going to tell us – they're going to reaffirm our own lens basically. And if we want to grow and we want to do better and – be able to do more than we want people who are going to challenge that lens and and push us. Um, And then there are people that we get to mentor, the people that come to us who want support from us that we get to share our own experience, strength, and hope with. And there are those people. So the, the big thing to remember within those dynamics is that to watch out for the latter mentality, to watch out for the comparison-itis of this person is above me, this person is below me. It's purely based in experience. And those people may shift the relationship dynamics. Someone that you had mentorship by in one area might be someone that you support in that way in another area. Or maybe you take off and you like find another support and do another thing. And then that person will come to you for the same area. I mean, remember that it's fluid. Okay. So rather than creating another judgment about yourself and a role of you in relation to another person being like subordinate to or, um, or like an expert above, that's going to influence the beliefs that you have about yourself, like if you're looking at you on that ladder. So taking it out of that and going more utility, right? Like how are you serving them? How are they serving you? Because sometimes like if you think about it, I know a lot of people have trouble reaching out for help because they feel bad. They don't want to take advantage. They don't want to impose. They don't want to whatever stories they're telling about you. But then you feel really good being able to help someone. And it's really great to be able to share and offer support. So who is it for you to not allow someone else that same opportunity, right? Right? So being able to step outside of that limitation of who you are supposed to be and step into more of an expansive, who do you want to be? What I am statements do you want to tell? What will serve you? And what will support you in showing up to that? So those are some of the foundations for developing your relationship to yourself, recognizing that you don't exist in a vacuum. You exist within relation to other people. They are here to inform you about you, but they are imperfect reflections of you just as you are of them. I go back to In and of Itself, which is a special on Hulu of a one-man show, which has magic and is a beautiful reflection on on being, 
in the world and that idea of relationships and who am I and how we are all interconnected. Now, if you're listening to this and going, Val, this all sounds great. These are great questions. Super helpful. I don't know how to engage them. <laughs> That's I understand because that was something that was very true for me and and periodically still is where it's like, okay, I got this. I mean, it makes sense. But how do I actually do this? Then that's what I'm here for. I can be one of those support people for you, someone who cheerleads you and challenges you, pushes you to grow and helps you explore these questions or whatever questions you need to be asking to help you step into the next space that you want to occupy, how you want to grow in your own life. That's what I'm here to help you do. And when we work together one-to-one, we can really dig in and look at your specific dynamics in your specific life and create stair steps that work for you to get you from where you are now to where you want to go. And the coolest thing is, this isn't about me telling you what to do. It's me helping you explore to find the solutions for yourself which actually accesses a different part of your brain than advice giving and thus requires less of the reward system processing and makes it easier for you to actually follow through. So yay. (laughs) So if you're interested in exploring what that would look like for you, use the link in the show notes to grab a spot on my calendar for us to chat and look at exactly what's going on for you and how I might be of service to you in that and what working together would look like. And then it's up to you to decide if that sounds like a fit for what you're looking for or not. My main goal in that call is to help you make the most loving decision for you to move forward in the direction that you want to go. So If that sounds good, grab that spot on my calendar and I will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. I so appreciate you being here. If you got something out of today's episode, please share it. Leave me a review, take a screenshot and post it on social with a shout out to me. Send it to a friend or, you know, all of the above. Want to hang out more? Join me on Instagram. Or better yet, get on my mailing list to make sure you don't miss out on anything. And remember... Your possibilities are as unlimited as you are. Allow yourself to shine, my friend. The world needs your light. See you next time.